This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please feel free to give us a call at 541-773-9567 or you can go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of information on that radio page. You can subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and also request a copy of the newest book that I wrote that we're going to talk about today. Uh, The book we've talked about on the last couple episodes is called The Knowledgeable Retiree. And uh, my co-host, Tony Shore, and I have been talking about a couple of the chapters and and trying to gauge uh, listeners' interest. The first uh, episode that we had talked about how to find a financial professional and the types of designations that you would want them to have and the questions that you would want to ask them. And then we moved uh, last week to a topic of figuring out risk tolerance and what assets you might want to use depending on how you feel about how the markets are, are, are treating you and headed right now. And, and today we're going to move to a really interesting topic that uh, a lot of people talk to me about, and that's creating a retirement income plan specifically. Uh, but before we do that, let me bring in my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, to help, uh, help me get my points across today. How are you doing, Tony? I am doing great. I don't understand that first question, though, how to find a good financial services professional. I'm looking right at one <laughs> every week. I mean, I I'm just, uh, that. I'm sitting across from one. So, uh, I don't understand what that question's all about. He's, he's right here, folks, Nick Jones. Um, I've been great, you know, just, uh, enjoying spring kind of filing being here and, um, looking forward to spring and summer getting outside is my key goal. If I ever get the time between family stuff and work stuff. That's my goal. And other than that, I've been good. Although bad craziness is what I call what's going on out there with, uh, the market volatility has been crazy. And then we have the fed raised interest rates, a half a percent and inflation. So those three, that's kind of a combo platter, interest rates, market volatility, and inflation. It sure is. You know, a lot, lots of my clients have asked me recently to, to do some shows on those specific topics. And, and we have done a couple, but we will definitely do more um, as well going forward. You, you are right, Tony. I mean, gosh, um, this has been the, the quickest increase and decrease uh, in both the Dow, the S&P and the NASDAQ. Um, one day up a thousand, one day down a thousand, for instance, in the last two years. And so lots of volatility out there, lots of uh, pressure in the market today. And there really has been this entire year in 2022, unfortunately. And it's, uh, it's been on many of our investors' minds. We sit down with most of our investors, you know, quarterly to talk with them about their portfolios. And clearly, um, this quarter, uh, the first and second of this year have been, uh, very interesting topics <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, things to definitely, uh, consider and, and, and work through together. Right. And <laughs> that's true. And I know that, uh, you know, people call, but your clients are pretty well set with the market volatility because I know 
that that's part of the planning you do. And that's what we're talking about today, right? Is how to create a retirement income plan that is going to take into account these things. That is such a perfect segue in because you are so correct. When when things are going good in the markets, it's it's a lot easier for people to visualize, you know, how they're going to live off their retirement assets, for instance. And and but the truth is, if you don't build the plan uh, correctly, and if you don't take everything into account, like downturns that will occur. I mean, these occur in our uh, in our markets about every two years. There we go through a, a short a short term bear market. The last one was right around when COVID hit initially, and now we're going through one now. And and the point I'm trying to make is, you are right, Tony. If you don't have a plan specifically figured out with how you're going to distribute your assets in retirement, then it's um, it's so difficult to navigate when the market is going up and down. And really, a lot of that has to do with emotions, right? I mean, uh, emotional investing is is usually uh, an incredibly huge detriment for most for most people. And it's, it's the way to get around that is to have a structured approach and a good plan in place and to talk about it before things like this happen. Yeah. Communication obviously is key. And that communication needs to be with a financial services professional because you don't want to go into retirement just thinking, I've got a 401k or an IRA or my wife and I have a, an employee sponsored retirement plan. So we're set. Uh, what, how are you going to create income? How much income are you going to be able to take from that? And how long is that going to last you? And does it take into account long-term care and healthcare and Medicare? And, uh, does it take into account social security? Are you going to maximize that? Uh, you know, do you know exactly when the sweet spot is for you to file based on your personal situation? And those are all part of what you put into financial planning and retirement income planning, which is what we're talking about, right? You are exactly correct. We will cover most of those topics today for sure. And you know, the, the interesting thing is most people that I sit down with because um, of how they've been able to save over many decades, uh, tr- you know, it's difficult for them initially to to change from that kind of growth phase and mode that everybody is typically in when they're still working to the distribution phase, Mm. you know, and, and we've been extremely lucky and we've had a great run in the last 10 to 12 years in the markets, having an incredible bull market where the market has gone just straight up and, and people have been rewarded for, for saving money and for taking the risks in the markets. And, and that's been phenomenal. And most people, look at that and they go, great. Well, I got this great bucket of money and it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's been growing and growing and growing. Well, I'm just going to keep doing that. That's not what you can do when you get into retirement, because we talked about this on the last show with the sequence of return risk. If you take too much risk when you're retired, then you're going to have a very, very tough time when the market turns down like it is now. Uh, one way to avoid that is not only changing your risk tolerance as you get a little bit older and, and stop working, but it's also most importantly um, having a um, you know a, a written a written income plan. And so that's a very, very important point that I make and I talk with our clients about. And I ask uh, many prospects when they walk in, and it's very simple. Show me your written income plan. Okay. And, and the key is written. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, if you're working with a financial advisor, uh, that has suggested using a couple of different, uh, investments, that's fine. 
but have they explained to you? Is it in black and white? Is it down on paper about how you're actually going to pull money out of those investments and how you're going to be able to use those throughout your entire retirement years? I mean, we've got 20, 30 years in most people's situation to plan for. And so there better be some some planning written down so that you're comfortable with what the numbers look like and where you're going to get that money, right? Well, yeah, that's just it. And if you don't have a written plan uh, laid out, uh, you really don't have a plan. And just having those accounts isn't in a plan. Uh, just saying, okay, let's invest my money here. That's not a plan. Uh, you really need a written plan. And I know you really uh, run a lot of reports that are included and break out where they're at and what they need to do to get where they're going. That's the key is what's your goal. And let's lay out in writing how you're going to get there and what we can do to help make that happen. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, m most diversified investors have many different types of investments that they use or should use, you know, as they get to this point in, in life and in their distribution phase and, and they might own stocks and bonds and have some cash and CDs, uh, annuities and life insurance. The point I'm trying to make here is, that's great that you have all those different asset classes, but which one are you going to pull your money from? And when are you going to pull the money from those? And why are you going to pull the money from those at different times when the market is reacting the way it is? And so a perfect example is this year. I mean, the market has basically gone straight down. Uh, the broad-based markets are down 15 to 20% so far this year. And so have you had a conversation with your advisor about where you're pulling the income off your portfolio? Or are you just continuing just to pull it from the same old spot. Right. And so it's, it, it, th this is a, can be a very, very huge detrimental effect, have a detrimental effect on your overall portfolio, really for the longevity of it. If you're not discussing this and figuring out where you're pulling the income from and why you're doing it right now this way. Yeah. And it really does matter where and when you draw that income, uh, you know, where you're drawing it from, when you draw it, how much you need to draw. And you can't just go by a rule of thumb. Oh, I've got investments. I'll just put pull 4% out a year or a month. It doesn't work that way. That's right. And, you know, nobody can predict where the markets are going, Tony. You know that. But right. it's been easy. It's been really easy the last, you know, five years or so when people need income off their portfolio to just assume that we're going to pull it off the growth investments that are built into the market because that's what's grown so much, right? But now we're in that situation where the markets are down, like I said. And so you should probably be taking a totally different approach in the income uh, you know, generation of your portfolio and, and really the distribution of those assets and what you're pulling it from. I mean, a, a perfect example is if you're just taking it right out of your, your full equity stock positions in your portfolio, that's worked great for years. But now the market's down 10%, 15%. And if you pull 5% off your investments this year, now your portfolio is down 15 to 20%. So is that the correct thing to do when the market's down? Maybe, maybe not. The point is um, you got to have the, that conversation to be able to understand exactly why, when, and how you're going to take the money from the investments. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and that's true. And I know you lay that out and have reports you can run that show people that, but it's important to have the goals and, and know what you're doing. So what's another aspect of retirement income planning that you want to talk about or what else is included? 
So the, the biggest thing, obviously, to start with, with a new prospect is, and we've talked about this so many times, is, is just really the overall budget that they think that they can actually live on. And how much do I need each month? That you, answering that question is where you start, right? It, exactly. And then, and then from there, it's, okay, where am I going to get the budget that I need? And so most people have social security, they have maybe a pension, they've got their investments, maybe they've got um, some cash uh, in, in their accounts, maybe they're going to work part-time, right? And all of those are good things. Uh, but if you don't write them down as part of your initial income plan to figure out exactly how much you're going to need and then project that out over 30 years or 25 years, you're just setting yourself up to fail. Um, and, and so we start with the, that conversation for sure. That's one of the main things that we have to talk about and uh, get across to new prospects. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. So once you figure out what your amount is that you're going to need or approximately what you'll need each month uh, to cover the bills, uh, then what? So the next couple of things that we talk about, and maybe no particular order, but definitely uh, during that conversation have to do with income gaps, okay, which I talk a lot about in, in my book. And, and th these are unfortunate situations typically that occur in life, right? But let, if, you, if you are kind of cruising along in retirement, you and your spouse, things are good, everything's going great, and then one of you passes away, how is that going to affect the income that you need and how is that going to affect the income that you receive, right? So Social Security, for instance, you know, you're going to definitely have um, a loss of some of the Social Security income if one of the spouses dies. And so th that is a, just a very specific example of an income gap where it's something that you really, really need to plan for. Uh, an another issue could be, you know, if you have rental properties, if you decide to sell those and now you don't live off the income, you have another income gap. And so the, the thought is, let's talk about the different reasons why income gaps can occur and probably will occur and what that means to you, your budget, and also your investments. So, yeah, and obviously it's important to understand these things and have this laid out. Um, creating an income in retirement can be tricky because most people retire with a lump sum. That's right. And then and then figuring out how they're going to turn that into a monthly or weekly or yearly income even uh, can be tricky, can it? Definitely. There are so many little calculations that you can make and think through, um, not only for current income today, but obviously for future planning of, of the situations that we're talking about. And so uh, here in the state of Oregon, many of our many of our clients have t some type of pension when it comes to either being a part of the state system with PERS or, or maybe working for a, a local, um, a lo a local uh, company or, or hospital that has some type of a pension plan built into it. But, you know, I, I actually just sat down with a client uh, last week that had come in to talk to me about their retirement pension plan. And, you know, there's 15 or 20 different options that they have when they retire. And, it's so confusing for most people uh, when you when you look at it because they've just never really thought through, okay, now I'm at the part of my life where I'm not going to work anymore, but I still need that paycheck. How, how am I going to get it? You know, and so uh, a perfect example is, you know, the state plan. It, there's 10 or 15 different options with how you're going to actually pull money off the pension amount that you're going to receive. And some of it is joint payout for you and your spouse. Some of it is what's called period certain, which no matter how long you live, somebody's going to get some of that money. 
And it's it's not always uh, a straightforward, easy discussion or conversation to have. It really takes um, some time to dig into not only your specific situation and what you think your longevity and your spouse's longevity are going to be, but also uh, your investments. And um, and then Social Security is a very similar system. And so, yeah. um, you know, you and I have talked a lot about this on the show, Tony, but we do, as part of our income planning, a Social Security maximization report very often with our clients as they get closer to the age. And, and because there are just so many questions that you have to answer when it comes to social security, similar to a pension, right? It's when are you going to take it? And if I don't take it, how much more is it going to grow? And what type of filing strategies, for instance, can I use with my social security benefits to, um, to put me in a better situation long-term? Yeah you know, well, or short term for that. Yeah. Matter. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I love the fact that you run that social security maximization report for people because, you know, we've talked about this. You're right. Uh, that so many people think that, Hey, I'm going to file for social security as soon as I can. That's how I'm going to get more money. Right. I'm going to file when I turn 62 because they allow early filing at 62, uh, but at a greatly reduced benefit. You're not going to get your full benefit at 62. Now, for some people, if they have health issues or obviously if you're terminally ill or you absolutely can't keep working and you have to have it uh, for income, sometimes it's necessary. But in most cases, it makes a lot more financial sense and it could mean over a lifetime uh, over $100,000 more in income from social security if you wait a little bit to file, right? Isn't that the case? It, it sure is. And, you know, there's been so many things put in our, in our, you know, close up view in the last couple of years, COVID for instance, changed the perspective of so many people about how they live their lives and how much more they want to work and when they want to retire, you know, and, and then on the flip side, you know, this better than I do. I mean, longevity in our country is really, really going up. I mean, yeah, you know, five, 10 years ago when I'd talked to clients, it's like, okay, if you get to the age of 80 or 82, that's basically, um, a long retirement. And now it's yeah. 10 years more, it's mid nineties usually for yes. one person. And so, yep. um, you know, if, if, if you're in the mindset that you've saved well and you feel like you want to retire early because of some kind of, um, event like COVID, Th that can probably happen under certain circumstances, but you really got to plan for it because you got to understand that most of us are living longer. And so if you retire, like you said, Tony, at age 62, well, now you got 30 years really to plan for. And uh, that's a lot of time, <laughs> you know, a third of your overall life just to live off your retirement assets. Well, yeah, that is. And I mean, my grandfather's 101. And still going, still going camping. <laughs> that is I awesome. I kid you not. I kid you not. He's reserved a camping spot at the uh, campground for the summer. So he's 101. He has uh, he has benefited more than probably anyone taking Social Security, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> he's gotten so. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of extra dollars as a result of that, <laughs> Mr. Shore. Yeah, they lost money on him. That's uh, the government and the insurance companies, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the one guy that they're they're going to lose money on uh, because he's outlived them all. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously he, he's an exception, but people are living longer and longer. And so 
I think a lot about what you're saying here. I've been thinking about what you've been saying since the beginning of the show, all these factors in creating retirement income. A lot of it does have to do with time horizon too. When a person comes to you at what stage they're at, and that can affect the the planning and where their money goes, obviously. Uh, but uh, you have to have the same goal income. And in, the goal is always the same income in retirement. So uh, that's the goal. And there are a lot of factors, obviously, that go into it. There, there are. I mean, one that is obviously front and center today, right, is inflation. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. most people think, OK, uh, I made, you know, hundred grand a year forever. I can live off of that when I get retirement. Right. And I'm not saying they can't, but a hundred thousand today is not going to be worth a hundred thousand in 10 years, especially with inflation rates, the way that they are today at six, seven, eight percent. I mean, historically in the last 10 years, because we've had just an amazing bull market and inflation has been super low, like one and a half, two percent, it hasn't been as big of an issue. But listen, when you're on a fixed income, right, in retirement, it is really difficult to stomach um, quick increases in prices like gas going to five fifty a gallon or a, a gallon of milk going to six bucks. And so the point is inside your income plan, you better have some inflationary uh, measures that are put into place that you're talking to your financial advisor about. And you better be um, being pretty consistent with a, a, um, you know, a, a reasonable rate uh, of inflation as well as a reasonable rate of return. I mean, that's one thing that definitely affects things. And, and Tony, this unfortunately comes up a lot. I sit down with clients that um, are, are pulling off their assets, for instance, prospects that have been working with somebody else, and they're taking away too much. And part of the reason why they're taking away too much is because, you know, they're used to above average returns. But in reality, like we talked about, you can't assume that you're going to continue to get above average returns forever. And so if you're using a growth rate, you know, of somewhere between seven and 10%, that's just not reality when you get into retirement, unless you're willing to take a lot of risk, you know? And so you, you just really need to think through that and make sure that the growth rate that you're estimating for your, for your uh, investments as they grow is reasonable. And, and, and same with inflation, you know, um, we've talked a lot about social security and, this year, the there was a significant increase of almost 6%, which is phenomenal, but that is not the norm. I mean, usually Social Security goes up 1.5% a year, if yeah. that. I mean, sometimes zero. Uh, that happened three in the last 10 years. So um, all good things to consider and think through. Today, we're talking about creating an income plan for retirement. Where are you going to get that income from once you retire? Do you have enough? How much are you going to need? These are all issues that you need to be thinking about, right? They sure are. They sure are. There's so many different pieces of the puzzle, right, that we've talked about so far today and and lots more that um, we won't even have time to cover on the show. So I'd encourage listeners to to get in contact with us to ask for a copy of the book for sure so they can outline some of those. But one thing that I wanted to touch on before we left our, our session today is tax diversification as part of your income plan, Tony, because clearly... If you're not planning for taxes, they're going to continue to go up. That's just going to obviously erode the amount of savings you have and the amount of income really that you're going to be able to live on in retirement, right? Right. Well, taxation in retirement has to be part of the plan because a lot of people think, oh, I'm hardly going to have any taxes. I don't have to worry about taxes in retirement, right? Uh, but that's just not true. 
That's right. And so social security, for instance, is taxed federally, but not here in the state level in Oregon. Okay. So that's one example of something to consider. But when I think about tax diversification for clients, what I mean is different buckets of money that will be taxed differently so that you have the ability when you need to take distributions from your actual plan and retirement accounts to, uh, to kind of hone in on the best scenario from both a, a income standpoint and also a taxation standpoint to keep as much money in your pocket. Okay. And so typically there are uh, three or four different buckets of money. There's obviously cash or non-qualified investments where you're not going to pay the same taxes as you would coming out of a retirement account. You're going to pay long-term capital gains or short-term capital gains in that situation. And then there's retirement accounts, which most people consider to be and say they're qualified, right? And usually in those situations, when you pull money out of the retirement accounts, you're going to be hit with a steep income tax, just like as if you actually earned the income this year. And then we've got the Roth accounts that we talk a lot about on our on our show. And if you've got the ability to have the Roth um, accounts in, inside your portfolios, then that gives you just a very, very nice layer of added tax diversification because there are no taxes uh, as long as you follow some specific rules for all of the growth and earnings inside those accounts. And, and so that, that, that's kind of a nice, um, a nice thing to obviously always think through. And, and then finally life insurance. Okay. And there's many different types of life insurance, but one uh, specific type of life, life insurance allows you to take policy loans off the policies. And what that does is allows you to take that in sometimes, if you follow some rules in, in tax-free uh, manner as well. And so when people come and they sit down with me on a quarterly basis and, and we talk about their income plan and their distribution plan, always, like always one of the topics is taxes. And that helps me determine and helps them determine where we should take the money from and why. Uh, sometimes we'll take it from those uh, items that are going to be heavily taxed because we can without pushing you into another tax bracket, right? Um, that's a great example. But other times, maybe we need to defer the money over a couple of year period to to help keep you in a lower tax bracket so you don't pay an undue amount of extra taxes. All very, very important, in my opinion. Oh, hugely important. And uh, that's really, gl- I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm glad we were able to cover taxes uh, on today's show because that's a big part of retirement income planning. Now, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go, Nick? Well, sure. We had quite a few people call in and uh, and request uh, copies of the book last week as well as on our website. So I just really encourage you to do the same. If you're interested in any of these topics, listeners, you can do that in two ways. You can go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or simply reach out to us at 541-773-9567. We're here to help you and would be more than happy to give you a copy of the book. All right. Sounds good. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.